0: Hi everyone and welcome to the Effortless Weddings Podcast. My name is Heidi, I'm your host, a marriage celebrant in Melbourne, and each week I talk to a wedding industry professional about how we can help you with planning your wedding. Not anyone else's idea of a wedding, your wedding, an event that is meaningful to you. We guide you through figuring out what that means with the aim of making it all completely effortless. Today I chat with Haley from One Spoon Two Spoon, a photographer who specialises in intimate moments across weddings, engagements, family and newborn sessions. Known to rip up a dance floor here and there, Haley gets in and does whatever is needed to capture those one of a kind moments for you to treasure forever. With a cracking sense of humour and a friendly nature, Haley immediately puts you at ease and has a knack for creating opportunities to capture all the emotions of your special occasion. Hi Hayley, how are you today? Good, how are you Heidi? Good, you can't complain too much. Positivity all the way. Positivity all the way. And uh, you're a photographer and your business is called One Spoon, Two Spoon. Can you tell us a bit about how you came up with that business name? <laughs>
1: um, look, <laughs> it's it's definitely a conversation starter, which is yeah. very helpful because it's something that people will remember. Um, mm. But when I, even long before I got into weddings, I was doing just I was trying to decide what kind of photography it was that I wanted to explore. And I was sitting at my desk, I think it was like 2012 at the time. And I'm just like, pretty much just riffing names. Like, you know, when like you talk about coming up with a band name and you're just like playing words with each other and all that, (laughs) essentially just, um, yeah, I kind of liked the sound of it because I didn't want to do anything that was too industry specific because I hadn't decided what direction I wanted to go in yet. And I didn't want to use my name just at that time, I was just like, oh, it's really cheesy to do, like, at the time, I wasn't married, so my name was Haley Pritchett, and, like, yeah. Haley Pritchett's photography just sounded really done and boring uh-huh. and uninteresting, so I was, yeah, yeah, again, just riffing words off each other and came up with one spoon, two spring. Um, Yeah. Over the years, people have asked me about it a lot, and um, I kind of, I don't know, you know how, like, you put your own interpretations onto things over time? I feel yeah. like it's, it actually does say a lot about the sort of photos that I take, where it's a lot of intimacy and I focus mm. a lot on the connection of people. Um, so, you know, people fitting together like spoons, I guess.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's super cute.
1: I like it. It's, and it, it, it is it's, different. It's still cheesy.
0: <laughs> but I'm all um, about the cheese. I am all oh, about goodness. the cheese.
1: <laughs> I, I question it every single day and I'm like, Oh, what? but I don't even know what I would even change it to. Um, yeah. And it's, yeah. People know it now. Um, yeah, <laughs> So I'm, I'm, yeah. I'll stick with it for a while.
0: Yeah. Well, like you said, a conversation starter, and that's really what you want. You want to be able to start conversations with people and build a relationship. So keep it. <laughs>
1: exactly. That's it. Until I can think of something that's not cheesy, not overdone, yeah. isn't name, <laughs> not too industry specific, and isn't about spoons or cutlery. Yeah.
0: I'll keep it. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> cool. Okay. So other than weddings, what other kind of photography do you do?
1: Um, So, mostly I just do portrait photography, which is, um, you know, newborns, couples, Mm. um, families, maternity shoots, um, but yeah, yeah, mostly weddings. But anything that has people connecting um, Mm. is is what I'll photograph. So, I have dabbled in doing a bunch of things, like headshots. Um, Yes. (laughs) I think I've done like kinder photos for my daughter's kinder once. And people have been, like, messaging me and throwing me suggestions about, like, oh, you should be doing the Santa photos um, and engagement parties and things like that. But I, I think that when you yeah, find something that you really enjoy doing mm. and you're making money off it, like, there's no point in spending time doing work that you don't want to advertise for in the future.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's been a conversation that's come up with a few suppliers I've talked to for this podcast is yeah. most people want to figure out what they do well and then yes. focus on doing that rather yeah. than saying yes to all the extra things that you might not do so well. Just, yeah, that's just it. focus on what you do well, which is, I think it's a great way to go. At least then your couples know what they're getting in for.
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, and also. It, it just never feels like work. It just feels like something you yeah. really enjoy doing. And, and yeah, let's say, find out what you like to do and then do it well. And um, mm. you can just flourish there and you get a lot more work doing the things you do enjoy.
0: Yeah, I think everybody that works in the wedding industry does it out of love because <laughs> it's a lot of hard work too, but we love Have it. You-
1: heard of like an industry that just love their work so much as the wedding industry
0: no nah, not until I got into this no you're right everybody loves it it's great
1: <laughs> long before I got into it, I remember when I was in high school and, and yeah I had a huge interest in photography I was like oh I never want to work in the wedding industry I just had this idea that it was of like a bunch of type a personalities with military style schedules and everyone was rude and everyone had to you know dress really formal and everything was like super professional and then then I got into the wedding industry and like no one knows what they're doing, but also everyone like, like is so passionate about what they do and so excited about it. And everyone loves each other. There's no competition at all.
0: No, it doesn't feel like that, does it? It feels like colleagues.
1: Yes, one hundred percent. It's like other photographers are in my direct competition, but we're like best friends and can't stop yeah. talking about how much we love each other.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, same with celebrants. Like the networking that we probably oh will get up to, it's like with yeah, we look after each other. It's great. And so, how long have you been at it now?
1: So, um, four years now. Yeah. Before I so my first wedding, yeah, it was around November two thousand and sixteen. Mm-hmm. It was a complete fluke kind of that I got into it I was a bit a stay-at-home mom at the time like Daisy was yeah. 18 months old at the time mm-hmm. and I'd just been taking so many photos of her but just because you know she was like the most beautiful thing I'd ever seen in my life so it was just like a very easy and natural thing to do I just couldn't stop taking photos of her and then it was a girl that for I went to high school with she messaged me saying hey look my brother's getting married um, he can't really afford a an experienced photographer in the fastest way possible I would consider shooting his wedding and I was just like oh oh my god yes like (laughs) the dream come true and uh yes I had a meeting with with the the couple and they were more than happy to go ahead and it was
0: yeah
1: one of the best days of my entire life I've never felt so run on adrenaline and joy and it actually was a two-day thing so they had the first day which was like the ceremony and then they had like a small reception and then the second day yeah. it was like a house party with all their family nice. and because I was just so excited and so keen to get into it I was like listen I'll just do both of them yeah. um so I think it was yeah like 48 hours like two 12-hour days and yeah I just I loved it I could not get enough of it and it just kind of started rolling from there
0: yeah, I guess once you do your first one and you see all the love that's there and all the great opportunities for beautiful connecting photos and stuff, like you, it probably becomes addictive.
1: It was incredibly addictive. Um, and and yeah, not even just on the photo side of things, but just being around that much joy mm. and seeing how happy everyone is and all the excitement, all the love and the elation. Um, yeah. It's really hard to walk away from.
0: Yeah, we're pretty blessed, aren't we?
1: We are incredibly blessed. But yeah. yeah, before the, the um, before I even shot my first wedding, I think I just put put it on Facebook or something that I was going to be shooting a wedding, and then I had like three more inquiries like later that nice. week just from people who had, um, who knew me, and yeah, mm. then it just kind of started rolling from there.
0: Yeah, because so much of it is personality, right? Like I feel. In the wedding industry, what we do is so intimate and it is so much about the emotion that the people that tend to book you need to like you, like they, they need to feel comfortable with you and your personality.
1: Oh, 100%. Um, I, yeah. Connection, especially with your photographer or videographer because you're going to yeah. be spending your, like basically your entire day with them. Like you need to feel yeah. comfortable with them. You need to feel safe with them so that you can yeah. vulnerable in front of them because if you're really nervous and uncomfortable in front of your photographer, you're not going to be able to draw out that emotion
0: that you yeah. want to be able to
1: see when you look at your wedding photos. Like I think that's yeah. really one of the most important elements of wedding photography is being able mm. to see emotion, not just poses.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. Oh, it's so special. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, what would you say your point of difference is compared to other wedding photographers?
1: It's, it's hard to say because I think that I am surrounded by so many like-minded people who have mm. the same level of, um, passion and interest and excitement for weddings. Um, but there are so many of us out there. Like Victoria is a big place and there are so many many photographers. Um, I, yeah, get really, really personally involved, like almost too much. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm extremely excited. I consider myself like a professional party when I go to weddings, like I love to be on the dance floor with everyone and like, you know, yeah, getting right in the middle of the dance circles and taking photos of everyone and, um, I don't know, just going up to the dads and shaking their hands and, you know, yeah. really sort of inserting myself into the family. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I think I, I, try to, I try to bring a level of, of artistic creation into the photo mm-hmm. making process rather than just it being a documentation or, yeah, yeah I, I don't think there's a standard process of approaching a wedding day yeah I guess that's that's different because I take each situation as it comes yeah, but yes personality is probably definitely one of them because i'm yeah. like, I get very, very emotionally involved with my couple, which is why like um my dad was actually just asking me this the other day that if a a couple's parents called up and wanted to um book me for them and and I would mm-hmm. only deal directly with them i would I couldn't do that because I need to be able to have a connection with the couple and make sure that yeah. I know who they are that they're comfortable with me.
0: Yeah, no, I completely agree. I think it's really important that you deal directly with the couple because otherwise if you're there on the day saying, okay, now give her a kiss and they're like, who is this chick telling us to kiss? <laughs> exactly.
1: Oh, first thing as well, like you really have to try to read the room about what people feel comfortable with and yeah, yeah. you need to have that um, yeah, that level of personalization with them. Like I've had couples who have told me that they don't like showing any physical affection for each other in front of other people. And yep. as a way, and as a wedding photographer, that's definitely a challenge. But, like, you roll yeah. with it because you're not going to force them to do something that they're not comfortable doing. Yeah, or
0: something
1: yeah. On their photos, it doesn't feel like them or doesn't represent them as a couple.
0: That's um, right.
1: Yeah, and then other people yeah. who are happy to, you know, let it come naturally and, mm. yet yeah, be comfortable and intimate and close with their partner in front of you.
0: Yeah, we wing it a lot, don't we?
1: Oh, definitely, 100%. And I think you, you need to have that um, that level of, like communication without actually just straight up asking
0: yeah yeah and so once a couple finds you um and they actually make contact with you how does the process work from there do you need to set up a meeting straight away
1: <laughs> despite what i just went through about the whole you know you need to have a connection you need to know who, yeah, a, lot yeah. of people, <laughs> a lot of people actually don't even have meetings i think it's because i put so much of my personality into my emails that like they yeah. feel like we would sort of like two friends chatting yeah um, but so they will send me an inquiry through my inquiry format on my website, or they can just straight up send me an email and mm-hmm. tell me about their wedding day. And then I'll write back to them saying, say, Oh my God, congratulations. How exciting. Yes. How exciting. <laughs> ask about 85 questions. Um, I will tell them whether I'm available or not mm-hmm. and ask them like what their venue is. And then I have mm-hmm. a PDF that I send them. It's got all my pricing and information. And in that yeah. PDF, it's got like information on how to book. Um, which is essentially just telling me like, you know, all of your details, what package you want. And yeah. it's a 25% deposit. After they've received that information, like it, some people just write back saying, yep, let's lock it in and do it. Other people, it's, um, you know, like a, they want a couple more emails and that's completely fine. They have more follow-up questions. They want to see like full galleries. Some people yeah. do want to have a meeting. Some people are happy with just a phone call. I actually love mm-hmm. a phone call. Um, yeah it's a bit hard, like when they put you on the spot because they're like, you know, are you free on the state? You're like, I don't know. I can't visualize my calendar at the top of my head, but I can go. Um, yeah. But yeah, just conversation and hearing all about their wedding, like, that's a really mm. great way to um, get your foot in the door because yeah. emails can easily get lost in the system and you, know, yeah. you can kind of just blend in with every other inquiry they've had, but having a, face yeah. with, uh, having a conversation with them can definitely stand out.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so what are the different packages that you offer?
1: Um, so while a lot of photographers offer a by the hour package mm-hmm. I have I've tried to do that but it, it just doesn't work for me I would much prefer it offer it in packages so you got um, package one which is like mm-hmm. your all-day affair which is you yeah. know getting ready ceremony portraits and then the formalities of the reception which is cake cutting speeches yeah. and first dance yep. um, package and that can that can be anywhere between like six hours to 12 hours, which I know yeah. is probably screwing myself here, like out of money. Um, yeah. But things just kind of take as long as they take. At the end of the day, the gallery yeah. that you receive is going to be the same, whether it's six hours or 12 hours. It's just what happens yeah. in that time. Yeah. Um, so Then package two is you can choose whether you want the getting ready photos or you want the reception portion of the day. Mm-hmm. And then package three is just the ceremony, family photos and portraits.
0: Yeah. Okay. I think that's a good way to do it because like you say, doing it by the hour is difficult. Every wedding is so different. Every couple is so different in terms of what they are looking for and it takes as long as it takes, you know, some weddings are quicker than others. Some weddings take all day. Um, There are so many other people involved, you know, between the transport, the venue, the celebrant.
1: (laughs) Bloody celebrants. Bloody celebrants. (laughs) Absolutely. But like, well, for example, you don't know how long speeches are going to take. And if you're only there right. for like eight hours and you're halfway through a speech, you're still meant to be shooting the first dance. And then, yeah. you know, they're I mean, if they're anything like my uncle, my uncle talks for like 25 <laughs> minutes. Um, like I'm not just going to walk out through, in the middle of a speech and miss the whole first dance. And yeah. I don't really want to be like badgering people that money on their wedding day either.
0: Yeah. I just yeah. Want, you don't like, want to be stopping Uncle Jim from his drunken speech either. You don't want to be like, sorry, <laughs> can you just pause there, guys? I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> See you later. Have a good time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The hourly thing doesn't really necessarily work, does it? It's um hard to stick to a schedule. Well,
1: that's how I feel. Um, mm. and the way that I've been doing it, I've never really been screwed over. Like no one's ever yeah. taken advantage of that freedom before. Yeah. Um, everyone's usually pretty good about it. And but if there's a situation where they want the garter toss or the broquet throw mm-hmm. or a, a grand exit, there are other hours that they can buy on top of that as well
0: yeah okay so you can tailor a quote
1: oh absolutely yeah it's it's not like locked in or anything but yeah i think the longest wedding i've ever shot was 13 hours and yeah they paid for me to stay till the very end
0: yeah and that is a big day (laughs) you know i I feel for couples you know when they when they're going through such a big day i can understand why they might want some photos of it
1: oh (laughs) absolutely oh man But like, I love seeing just how excited they are from like start to finish. And then like, as soon as like the day ends, they're just like
0: absolutely dead on the floor. (laughs) Absolutely. It is a big day. It's exhausting. So yeah. Cool. And what should couples consider before they come looking for a photographer or before they book a photographer?
1: Uh, Style is definitely a big one because Mm. every photographer has a different style and yeah, you can't even say to a photographer "Oh, hey like could if you if you're used to shooting like dark and moody (laughs) like myself um (laughs) and someone comes to me and said like you know we we really want really bright and really colorful like that's it's not even that I refuse to do it it's just I just don't see it in that way so if I was trying to Mm. edit in a particular way that they wanted Mm. it just didn't seem natural to me I wouldn't be able I wouldn't feel comfortable handing over that gallery because to me it doesn't look right yeah. Um, so when choosing a photographer, you need to connect with their style and yeah. love the photos and what it is that that photographer has to offer. Like as I said, there were so many of us out there, so many yeah. of us are around in price range that you'll have no trouble finding someone that you like, but you can't change, like you can't make a photographer edit in a, di- in a different way because it just wouldn't be natural.
0: Yeah, yeah. So you um, can pretty much always find someone within your budget, but... It's harder to find someone who suits your style. Like you probably want to put a bit more effort into focusing on that.
1: One hundred percent. Like I yeah. honestly, and I think this is such an easy thing for me to say on on you know being the person people hire, but yeah, budget should be one of the last things you consider when mm. choosing your photographer because that photographer is going to be the person that captures all of your memories um, mm. and every cent that you put into your wedding day you want to have photos that represent how amazing it was.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean,
1: if you're cheap out on photography, you can't guarantee anything. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's right. And, you know, there's a reason that photography is one of the first things you book. You know, we always talk about like the top four. You need a celebrant to legally marry you. You need a place to do it.
1: You need mm-hmm. someone
0: to take photos of it. And then at some point, you're probably going to want some entertainment. Um, yeah. So yeah, these top four are the top four for a reason. They're the first four things that you book for a reason because they're the most important.
1: Oh, and that's absolutely like whenever, um, I, I love having the conversation with people about like, okay, so, you know, what have we booked? And it's always usually at yeah, the venue and the celebrant yeah. first, and then it, kind yeah. of comes, it comes to us. And it's yeah. good kind of being part of it so early as well, because you can really help guide them in a way to like make their wedding day as easy and seamless as possible.
0: Yeah, no, I like it. And what kind of questions do you ask the couple?
1: Tell me everything. How did you guys meet? What yeah. do you love about each other? What do you like to do about each other? Tell me. About your, tell me about your wedding. Um, when did you grow what's, up. <laughs> <laughs> what's your <his laughs> maiden name? <laughs> Literally everything. Like as I've said, I just want to. I I just want to know them as people. Like I yeah. very rarely have clients that are just clients. Yeah. Um. But I think the most important thing that I want to ask them is what? Yeah. Like. What, what What do you love about your partner?
0: What mm. do you guys love
1: to do? Together, um, yeah. just to sort of paint them a picture as who they are as a couple, and also yeah. sort of how they how they visualize their wedding day going. Like, do they want it to be like this really elegant, beautiful affair, or do they want it to be like this wild party? Yeah. Um, and that and that kind of says a lot about them as well.
0: Um, yeah it says a lot about them and therefore about the kind of photos you're looking to take so you might be like oh so family is really really important to these guys I want to make sure I get all the pictures of them interacting with their family or these guys can't wait to get the party started so I'll make sure I get some photos of them at the bar or on the dance floor or whatever it is so
1: yeah that's absolutely it um yeah and and also trying to read the room as well about what's important because um as I said I, I do get very involved in weddings and but if it's if they're very conservative people, I'm not just going to like run in there full energy yeah. and like scream screaming the house down kind of thing, like, you know, you, you got to read the room. If, if they're more conservative, I'd be more conservative. If they're like mm. really loud people, I'm louder. Um, yeah, yeah. Just be like a chameleon.
0: Yeah. I like it. And on the actual big day, how does that work? You know, I know it's probably different for every couple, um, but is there sort of a general overview for some of our newer listeners who are just starting out planning their wedding or maybe haven't even been to a lot of weddings? What can they expect from a day with their photographer?
1: Oh, it's, okay. So we'll, we'll talk about in terms of package one, which is like, you know, yeah. the all the day affair. The
0: bells and whistles, um, yeah.
1: Pretty much. It's, I, yeah. it's actually called all the fun stuff. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, so... Every wedding is different, everyone can do things differently, but in a traditional standard sense, this is how it usually goes. Yeah. The first person that, that I usually go to is usually the groom, um, because mm-hmm. they tend they can get ready like really quickly and really easily. And whereas a bride usually takes a lot longer to get ready and she only mm-hmm. really has sort of one go at doing it. So she gets up, she has her makeup done, she has her hair done, yeah. and then she puts on her dress and then she goes you only mm-hmm. get one run at that. Whereas grooms, mm-hmm. they can kind of like, they chuck their suit on, they can take it off. They can really do whatever it is they want to do. A lot of the time they do a lot of running around as well for the actual wedding. Yes. So the reason why I go to the groom's house first is yeah, for that reason. And then they can make the decision whether they want to either do the whole pretending to put on the suit thing. I get photos of them doing it, or they can kind of just spend their wedding morning doing whatever it is that that they want to do on their wedding like yeah I mean, it's, it's your wedding day like you should be doing what you want to do not pretending to put on a suit twice yes yeah. um, <laughs> so i've actually been with couples where they've gone out for breakfast with their friends mm. and i'll photograph that and then they'll head back to the house and then they'll start getting ready but i may not actually be there when they're putting on their suit but i'll still get photos of all the details of it yeah and then i'll leave the groom and i'll head over to the bride and i'll spend about an hour and a half with her and yeah again that's when i get there usually I'd love their hair and makeup to be completely finished by time I arrive because yeah. it, it, it's so strange that the, because like everything that the hairdress and the makeup artists go into is so intricate and takes so much time. It might look like it's almost finished, but it'll literally take like an hour to finish that last part because they're so careful with what it is that they're doing. So I try to arrange it. So that the hair and makeup is finished when I get there. They're mm-hmm. usually still in their pajamas or, you know, if they've got like their matching robes that they want to have with their bridal party and, you know, we just do some cute photos. We pop some champagne and then, yeah, I to all the details. So, like the, the dress hanging somewhere, the shoes, the rings, mm. the flowers, all that. Um, also, while trying to get a lot of candid photos, because, like, that's, you know, it's the morning, everyone's excited. Um, yeah. You know, the, the, the parents are usually dressed and walking around the house just looking amazing and with this look of pride on their face. And yeah. that is just so important to have photographed without them knowing that they're being photographed
0: yeah and if there's little kids running around and stuff as well in their little oh, dresses yeah. and suits and yeah exactly. <laughs> so
1: adorable. Uh, yeah so i spent about about 45 minutes doing all the detail photos and the candid photos and then in the last mm-hmm. 45 minutes which like it seems like such a long time 45 minutes to put a dress on but like it just happens it just takes yeah. that long <laughs> um <laughs> So they'll put their dress on and either like they might have their mum helping them do up the dress or they might have their bridal party or maybe they even want to do it like, you know, if they've got a slip dress on, they just put it on on their own and then they have a reveal with their bridal party. It's, yeah. You know, photograph all that stuff. And it actually feels really genuine as well. Like it doesn't feel yeah. forced or posed or like overdone. It just, it feels exciting and everyone's just really happy in that moment. And yeah. absolutely beautiful. So then, once I got the dress on, I'm like, "All right, I'm out here. See ya." So I leave about 45 minutes before they're due to leave because I want to get to the ceremony 45 minutes before the ceremony Mm -hmm. starts. That gives me a chance to introduce myself to the celebrants, say hello to them, um, just kind of have a bit of a wander around the grounds and just see, you know, where all the best spots are. Say Mm -hmm. hello to the venue manager, put my things away, and then the lighting.
0: Oh, where's the sun today how's the weather <laughs>
1: anyway, i've actually got an app on my phone that like you can have like a 3d view where it tells you where the sun is going to be at what time and then i like i do a screenshot of where i want to have portraits taken so i know what time we need to go out for sunset
0: that is amazing
1: it's seriously so good it's called Sunseeker, and it's the best 15 i ever spent
0: i like it We're- Sunseeker does not sponsor this podcast <laughs> <laughs> but we do support it
1: <laughs> i definitely do support it so after i have set up all my things check the lights decided where i want to have portraits taken yeah go to wherever the ceremony spot is and just um get photos of people arriving um yeah and again that's been <laughs> this is pre-pandemic pre-pandemic obviously yeah um, just- Everyone's like hugging, kissing. The groom is usually there. I'll be like, Oh, how you feeling? Yeah. And, if I have, and if I wasn't there when he was putting his suit on because he wanted to do something more fun than pretend to put clothes on, um, mm. I will get photos of him in his suit and, like, you know, like the buttonhole on his jacket and, and yeah. all that. Um, and then I'll try to like leave him alone, give him, you know, a minute to prepare himself for the ceremony, run down, get the bride getting out of her car. And then we yeah. have a ceremony, which usually lasts about half an hour. And then I always tell couples that it's so important to allow a 15 minute block where nothing is designated for where mm. everyone can just hug and kiss them and congratulate them. And that's probably one of my most favorite parts of the day. I've always said about, yeah. <laughs> about so many things, but this part in particular is so wholesome and so organic and yeah. people just forget that they're being photographed. Like they, they forget that I'm there and they're so happy for the couple and they're sharing them in hugs and kisses. And that is just the most emotional part of the day. And it's amazing. And I don't want to cut that short because like, hey guys, come on, look like, you know, we really need to get this role and we have to go out, we're losing life. Ugh. Yeah, I know, that's, that's one part of the day I would never ever want to interrupt because it's, it's yeah. yeah so real and so emotional. Yeah. So once we, uh, once everyone's said their congratulations and hugs and kisses, um, usually everyone sort of goes off and has a like canapé hour, has a drink and that's when we do family yeah. photos. Mm-hmm. Then we do bridal party photos, and then we do portrait session. Yeah. If it's in daylight savings time, we'll have two portrait sessions, if they want. One is at sunset and one is after the ceremony, um, yeah. but if it's like a winter wedding, we're pretty much losing light anyway, it'll mm. pretty much just get the one portion because we'll get light plus sunset in that same hour. Yeah. Then after we've done the portrait session, um, then we head to the reception and then they get they get introduced, you know, your speeches, cake cutting, first dance. And then, yeah, if there is a time for sunset, like I'll sneak them out before the dance. Yeah. And then when they come back in, they have their first dance. And then everyone just like gets on the floor and parties. And oh, it's so much fun.
0: It's so much fun. <laughs> I miss
1: dance, dance for so much.
0: No, I know. And just weddings. I just miss weddings so much. All of it. I yeah. just miss everything about it. Yeah. Yes. Um, To go back to how the day might operate. If you do have a same sex couple, do you find they operate differently? Like do you find that the couple are getting ready together or do you find, for example, if you have two brides, do you need to allow bigger windows to get both of them getting ready with their wedding parties?
1: So everything that I said is very much a general, just like hypothetical yes. situation. Everyone's different. Um, But if I was having two grooms they're entitled to have an hour and a half each so I can't find that um even if the groom like in a in a um heterosexual wedding wants an hour and a half he can have it like it's, yeah <laughs> I'll, I'll allow you to have an hour and a half um but basically I would just discuss with a couple like
0: where are you getting ready
1: yeah pretty much where are you getting ready who do you want to be photographed first um and I just kind of follow their lead
0: yeah that makes sense I like it um do you, have you had any really creative requests in terms of where they're getting ready, how they're getting ready, who's there? Anything that's sort of been really out of the ordinary for the wedding day?
1: I think one of the most out of the ordinary weddings, like getting ready situations that I've shot was where the bride and groom were both getting ready in the same house, but at different ends of the house. Yeah. Um, so the, the groom was at one end, the bride was at the other, and they hadn't seen each other. And like, they still weren't seeing each other until they actually got to the ceremony.
0: Yeah. So It made my
1: job very easy because I was just yeah. like <laughs> going from one end of the house to the other. They've um, died. Oh, saves so much time as well. And also, <laughs> if I if I'm in the middle of shooting the second person, realize that I might have forgot to do one thing with the I'm like, Oh, I'll just duck back mm. over. No one will notice.
0: Yeah, easy. I like yeah, it. Yeah, it's been
1: good. Um, I love it when people get ready on site. Like, yeah. for example, like Flowerdale Estate. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely love it because everyone's just there. And you can just kind of explore as well. And if you've got a bit of time in between, you can just have a look around and see like where the best places are to shoot. Yeah. But um, this was not my idea. This was um, I think it was. Oh gosh, I can't remember whose wedding it was that I saw now. But I, I've saw I've seen someone photograph this, and it inspired me to to no end. Yeah. It was it was an elopement, and the bride and groom actually got ready together.
0: And wow. like you
1: know, he was like tying his tie, and he was buttoning up her dress, and oh. It was, it, it was just so intimate, and romantic. I had yeah. a couple that I was supposed to be photographing in September, but then that got um, postponed indefinitely, until uh, yeah. and, and so we just, you know, no more. And but yeah, they were going to elope, and I floated the mm. idea to them, said like, you know, what what do you think about this? Are you guys getting ready together? And they they loved it. They just thought it was so different and so interesting. And I just really really love doing things that are just a little bit out of the ordinary and sort of go against the grain because everyone. Is of the belief that you should have, you know, your traditional bride and groom are far away from each other. You don't see each other until you're walking down the aisle. And honestly, that yeah. moment is beautiful when you first see each other. Yeah. But I don't know, like, if you already live together, if you've got kids together, imagine like waking up on your wedding day and just being in that bubble of happiness yeah. together
0: yeah are you finding more couples are requesting like a first look session like to arrive at the venue and do a little first look session before the ceremony starts or anything like that
1: only really in times when it's not daylight savings because yeah okay yeah light is a lot more limited so they want to get a lot of the photos done first yeah um, or it's couples that yeah would rather just spend time with their guests rather than taking photos and i completely support that
0: <laughs> yeah Couples these days, like you say, people are living together before they get married. People are having kids together before they get married. Um, we're going through a lot together as couples before we make it official and sign the paperwork. Absolutely. So, yep. um, yeah, I'm finding a lot of couples are like, we're equals, you know, we want to enter the ceremony together. We want to do the first look first or we want to get ready together or whatever it is. So I think that's becoming more popular.
1: Oh, definitely. And like anything that strays away from tradition, I am all mm. on board with. Like, I. I've never really been one for, and having said that, my wedding was like super traditional, like we had all of the traditional things, but because that's just what I thought you had to do, I thought that just came Mm. with the wedding, Um, whereas, yeah, I don't know, weddings just become a a bit, I mean, again, I'm part of the industry, so it's all I think about all the time, Yeah, Um, but people are straying away from tradition, and I'm here for it.
0: Yeah, I believe that like I struggle with the word tradition these days because I'm like, you know, it's 2020. What's traditional anymore? (laughs) Whereas, like, you know, if you have a particular tradition that you want in your wedding or in your life, go for it. But if you don't, then don't do it. Like what does traditional even mean anymore? You know, it's like just do whatever makes you happy. And I'm all about new and creative ways to do things, particularly with weddings that really speak to you as a couple. Um, Yeah. Other than that one idea of the the couple getting ready together, do you have any other ideas of how couples can do things really differently that maybe get some really good photos that is a good thing to talk to their photographer about?
1: It, it's hard to say. I think i just focus, like, I mean, this is the most expensive day of your life and you've got everyone in one room. You are spending so much time and money and energy on making everything look perfect. Um, but just have a really, really good time. Like, so if that mm. involves, like, Throwing away typical wedding traditions. Yeah, um, spend more time doing things that you think are fun. Um, one of the ideas that I was at, at a wedding, which I thought was unbelievable, was that the bride was pregnant at the time and they didn't know what yeah. the gender was. So they got a um, pin, a pinata with yeah, like, the col- with color lollies on the inside of what the gender was going to be. Like I just and they were doing that instead of cutting a cake. I thought that was unbelievable. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it was really really cool. So things like that um just think about who you guys are what it is how you want to be spending your wedding day and um, the things that are important to you when you look back on it because like yeah i did you know the garter toss and the brocade toss and now as a wedding vendor like those things seem pointless to me um, yeah sorry if i could go if, if i could go back i would do my wedding completely differently like i mm. love my wedding day and it was amazing but I wish that I'd put more thought and time into thinking about what it is that I valued in my wedding day.
0: Yeah. I think the same thing. I think the problem is, is that you're supposed to only get married once and hopefully you will only get married once. And whether you get married once or 20 times,
1: the first time,
0: the first time you do it, yeah, no judgment, but the first time (laughs) you do it, you haven't planned a wedding before. Usually you might've been to a few, but you haven't planned one before. So yeah, the idea, the thought of coming up with new ideas and fresh ways to do things like it's, it would be hard for you because yeah. you haven't planned you a have wedding to be before. I it would be a very special
1: type of creative to be able to pull ideas out of nowhere.
0: Yeah. Um, I,
1: I have a wedding guide that I've spent the, <laughs> I wrote this during isolation. Um, it's a 26 page PDF guide that I send out to couples who have booked me that are, yeah. again, you can take whatever information from this you find useful and ignore the rest. But this is a way that, of things that you should consider. So you should like mm. consider getting ready close to the venue. Um, mm. You should consider these sort of traditions, consider this, this, and that. So like, yeah, leaving the 15 minutes after the ceremony mm. just for hugs and kisses. Um, so having that wedding guide that I send out to couples sort of just helps put thoughts in their heads that mm. might make wedding planning easier for them. Yeah. There was um one wedding that I shot back in March where the bride's sister got up to do a reading and oh I wish I could remember the name of the song now but it was like a very ex- explicit rap song and she just she just read it so monotone and it was the funniest thing I think I've ever seen at, at any ceremony like everyone was in absolute hysterics it was wonderful.
0: That's awesome I love it. <laughs> I'm picturing it. <laughs> yeah. Um do you feel there needs to be different considerations for the ceremony and the the reception? Do you think of them as like two separate events or part of a whole?
1: Oh, it's all part of the day. I I think, you know, you've got like, you know, the legal stuff, like the important stuff, like why you're actually there to get married and then you get to celebrate it. Um, I think it's because it is such a huge moment in your life that you are doing Mm. like getting married, you're making a lifelong, hopefully commitment. Um, And then once that's done, it's, yeah, like this feeling of elation that you just want to, yeah, scream and dance and party and celebrate and you get to have everyone around you that you love witnessing it. And, um, yeah, I don't, I mean, I guess the only difference could be is that if you wanted to have something that's slightly more formal and then Mm. a lot looser for the ceremony, for the reception. Yeah,
0: Yeah. but mostly you're just going to wing it and read the room throughout the day anyway, so... It's Pretty okay. much. I, I, yeah. I
1: think it's like, as photographers, we're sort of like naturally voyeuristic. Like we like mm. to see it. Like we don't want to manipulate how it goes. Mm. We want to see, we wouldn't just want to follow their lead.
0: Yeah. See it as it is playing out in front of you.
1: Absolutely. That's it.
0: Yeah. I like it. Can you think of one of the best weddings you've ever been to? Why that was the best wedding or maybe what couples could think about? in terms of having their best wedding?
1: Well, look, I don't want to play favorites. No. <laughs> I, I, I'm not just being diplomatic. I said this, I generally love like pretty much all of the weddings that I've been to. Um, but yeah. the one wedding I would have to say would stand out. at me was that it was actually just in the December that just passed. It was at Tulangi mm-hmm. Heights. And mm-hmm. I think the reason why it was so special, um, <laughs> this was the 13 hour day actually. Okay. Uh, it, but it was a long day. But the bride was the daughter of the owners of Tulangi Heights. So okay. yeah, like the yeah, the, the, the owners of Tulangi Heights were just like, yeah, you know, you want a stage, we'll build you a stage. We'll build you a yeah. reception. Like just whatever it is that they wanted for their wedding, they did. And they were just so comfortable within themselves. And I yeah. think that was a big one is that they were just so comfortable. And they had the huge bridal party. I think it was like, Six people on each side, so Whoa. six groomsmen, six bridesmaids, and they were all friends. So there was just their whole big friend group. And they just invited myself and Joel, who was the videographer, just I don't know, we were just like one of them. And yeah. it was so much fun. And they were down, they were literally down for anything. Like they were not worried about getting their clothes dirty, they weren't worried about um, being laid back or anything. They were, they were just, yeah, so laid back about everything it was that they did yeah and that I think had such a big effect on everyone's morale for the day as well
0: yeah it really creates a vibe doesn't it
1: oh absolutely the vibe was unmeasurable it was one of the most fun wedding days I've ever had and that's why it was so easy to work 13 hours plus like an hour and a half drive each way there I got home and I was still absolutely buzzing
0: oh that's awesome
1: but I think yeah. the most important thing is, um, yeah, just just be open to things because you have mm. spent so much time and money on this and you're only going to do it once, most likely. Um, just, yeah, be open to experiences, be open to trying things, be open to being photographed doing these things because, yeah, it's like a once-in-a-lifetime event.
0: Yeah, yeah. I guess... Um- I feel like whenever I ask this question for the podcast episodes, we keep sort of coming back to a very similar theme. So everyone sort of seems to come back to trust more in your suppliers wherever you can because things really don't run to plan. So much stuff happens on the fly, but that (laughs) tends to make for the best memories. It tends to make for the best vibe, the best atmosphere.
1: Oh, 100%.
0: Yeah, try not to have the perfect Wedding planned to the minute and structured seems to be a emerging theme that we talk about.
1: Oh, I definitely do not fill every second of your wedding day with things to do because it will not go according yeah. to plan. The more yeah. you try to organize it, the more you're setting yourself up for failure. Just, mm. um, you know, as you said, put faith in your suppliers that we know what we're doing. We've done this so many times and you yeah. can just go along with, for the ride.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: and yeah, just enjoy it. And mm. if something unex- like everyone wants a perfect sunny day for their wedding day with clear skies, soft breeze, maybe 28 degrees. Yes. Um, but that's not always going to happen.
0: But not again, in Melbourne. <laughs>
1: you, you can have all four seasons in on your wedding yeah, day. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, you can have that perfect weather right before you arrive. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and then, then as soon change. as you walk
1: down the aisle, it's going to hail. Yes, Um, just kind of be open with it like if it does rain try not to let it dampen (laughs) Uh, uh, try not to dampen your mood
0: yeah i think that's the thing is um if things go wrong but you're already presenting with the attitude of i'm going to enjoy today things might go wrong but we'll, we'll be okay we'll deal with it if you just if you're coming in with that open attitude trusting your suppliers knowing that you can't control everything then if something does go wrong it won't bother you as much. Whereas if you yeah. try to control everything when stuff goes wrong, that's when you freak out, I think, for me anyway.
1: Absolutely. And honestly, freaking out probably isn't going to change the outcome anyway. No, <laughs> that's true. Right. Like, and try not to stress about, like, you know, getting your wedding dress dirty because you're only going to wear it once.
0: Yeah, yeah. And that's you'd right. much
1: rather, you know, have amazing photos of you actually doing things in your wedding dress and just kind of standing in the one spot and not being able to move yeah. around too much. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah this wedding that i showed at to langi it's like they were um jumping over fences and running through no. long grass and like she was jumping on top of of her husband and he was spinning around and they fell on, on the ground and they were just like laughing their heads off and yeah it's it's you can't not love those photos because they're yeah. so happy
0: yeah and those photos that will last forever are probably more important than whether or not you got dirty
1: Yeah, and also when you look back on your wedding day, you think, oh my God, that was the most fun day I've ever had in my life. And then, oh, it was a good day, but it rained. And then my auntie was mad about this. And then the cake didn't come (laughs) on time. Like, yeah, like you can bring as much stress or as little stress to your wedding as you want to.
0: Yeah. And how do you feel about unplugged weddings?
1: The actual concept of unplugged weddings, Mm. I think is so important. And Mm. people don't even realize they're doing it when they bring out their phones. Like they think that Mm. they're doing the couple a favor by like, oh, you know, I've got to get lots of photos of this, I can show them, but they're probably not going to look at those photos again. Yeah. And you've watched the ceremony through a screen and it's always like the groom's mum or like the bride's auntie with their massive iPads that they're taking (laughs) videos and photos of to send to their friend who probably doesn't care.
0: Yeah, (laughs) yeah.
1: But yeah, like when you, when everyone puts away their devices and you've got everyone actually present and looking At the Mm. couple getting married, like, one, it's a much nicer experience. I I genuinely believe the air feels different as well.
0: Yeah. I think people pay more attention to the ceremony, to the event, when they're not looking at it through their phones or Um, iPads. (laughs)
1: 100%. Like, I mean, if it's the same thing, because when I'm at a ceremony, I am looking at, like, through my screen, and I'm looking at making sure that everything looks right, I don't mm. really hear a lot of what is going on. Like I don't hear yeah. the ceremony really. I'm just like looking out for the cues that I need to know where I need to be. And mm. honestly, the guests are probably doing the same thing. If they're looking mm. through the screen, they're looking at whether it's framed correctly, whether like, yeah. you know, you can see the bride and groom rather than actually hearing what's going on in the ceremony.
0: Yeah. And from your perspective, you probably want to get photos of the guests crying or laughing or enjoying the ceremony and it's hard to get that when everyone's got their phones in their faces and yeah, yeah.
1: oh man if i see someone crying during a ceremony it is like christmas <laughs> <laughs> pretty much i'm like get like I, I really want to get up close to their face but i'll, I'll give you space to cry <laughs> yeah yeah
0: just pretend i'm not here <laughs>
1: <laughs> but keep crying Go, it's
0: good <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and in terms of possibly if there is a worst wedding you've ever shot as an example, or if you can come up with any examples of things that might damage a wedding or hinder it from being the best day it could be.
1: Honestly, it's just what you said before about, um, trying to control things too much. Like the Mm. most hectic stressful wedding I've ever been to, um, was just when people were worrying about things that didn't need to be worried about and were yelling Mm. at their guests because they weren't doing what they were meant to be doing. Um, Mm. and the, super uncomfortable um, for everyone involved. But, yeah. you know, I just keep a big smile on my face and it's fine. It's fine. Don't worry about it. It's cool. We got yeah. it. It's all right. Um, just yeah, <laughs> try to sort of bring them off the ledge.
0: Mm. But yeah.
1: in terms of like things going wrong at a wedding, I don't think I've ever, I've, it's, a, oh, it's been very standard. It's been, been an easy job.
0: That's good. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. I think when people try to control too much, that's when, it, it hurts you more when something doesn't go to plan when you've overplanned. Whereas yeah. when you go with the flow a little bit more and something doesn't quite go to plan, it just doesn't bother you as much. I just think that's the biggest thing when it comes to the whole atmosphere and the vibe of the day is to just let go a little bit.
1: Oh, 100%. And yeah, just enjoy it for what it is.
0: Yeah. I think COVID's probably taught us a lot about that as well. Like This is this oh, huge thing that's massively impacted everybody in every industry, in every personal way as well. And I think we're all probably learning to let go of some of those smaller things a bit as a result.
1: I, I feel like people's perspective on weddings has changed hugely since this mm. happened because people are focusing much more on the, the real things that matter, like their family and like why they mm. want to get married in the first place. And, and it's really forced them to think about what's important to them on their wedding day. Yeah. Um, so some, like some people are just so eager to push through and just be married because they mm. want to start their families or just because they yeah want to be husband and wife or wife and wife or husband and husband. Mm. And then other people have decided, like, listen, we really, really want that huge celebration with our family and friends. And if we can't do that for a long time, then we're just going to wait until we can. And like yeah. huge, huge respect for that. Like it is yeah. a big day. It's a great day and you want to celebrate what you've just done. So yeah, yeah if you need to wait. But I think it's also good because having that perspective mm. makes it a lot more important and a lot more special when the time comes.
0: Yeah. So for our future couples who may not be planning a wedding in the midst of a pandemic, <laughs> take the advice from those <laughs> of us that have worked through the pandemic, yeah. really, really think about what really matters, what's a deal breaker, what's not a deal breaker and go it. Absolutely. From there.
1: And you'll probably enjoy your day a lot more at that point when you realise what it is that you actually care about.
0: Do you think there's going to be like a huge change to the industry? Like, do you think we're going to see a lot more elopements or do you think potentially it'll go the other way and we're just going to have a really quiet industry until people can have their big celebrations again? Do you think a bit of both? Like, What kind of long longer term impact do you think 2020's Rona has had on our <laughs> wedding industry?
1: <laughs> For a long term impact, I really hope there isn't a, like a big long term impact because I yeah. think the yeah, the wedding industry is amazing and everyone that works in it um, is really good at what it is that they do and they're very passionate about it and they're very excited about it. Um, mm. it. It's pretty much guaranteed at this point. Like, I don't know about like what sort of packages celebrants offer, but like with photographers, we can't really offer our big packages at the moment where you've got the yes. dance, or you've got the whole day thing. So we will be doing a lot smaller packages and mm-hmm. I have, I've booked more allotments in the past, six months that I have in four years um, yeah. because some people do just really want to still get married and it's really nice to know that option is still out there. Yeah. Um, so I didn't even have an elopement package before this year, but it's something that I've tailor made recently because so yeah. many inquiries were coming in for them. Yeah. But I think that unless eloping is something you've always wanted to do, I think that it will only be a problem. Oh, sorry, <laughs> not a problem. <laughs> I think it will only be an option the people will choose allotments over big weddings yeah. When until we're allowed to. Like when that we're yeah. allowed to have big weddings again, I think it will generally go back to how it was. But again, yeah. with that bit more perspective about what's
0: important. Yeah, I mean, it's hard. Like I've come across couples before who they feel obligated to have the biggest celebration So I don't don't know. I think it's going to go both ways. I think there's going to be a lot of couples who are like, this is great. I didn't want to invite everybody I'd ever met. I'm an introvert. I don't want the big celebration. Actually, that has been
1: a theme as well. It's like, oh, you know, we had to invite this person, that person, and that person because of my dad's friends with this person. Whereas now, we we get to cut the list to like 50 people and we're like really happy about it.
0: Yeah, there's no obligation to do that. Whereas pre-COVID, if you felt obligated to invite certain people or invite a wider range of people, you would. Whereas now I yeah. think people are like, I'm not obligated to do that. Um, I have the option now to to say no to that, which I think is really yeah. good for some couples. And on the other hand, yeah, I think COVID's been kind of a little bit of a blessing in disguise for some couples who have been able to have the smaller, more intimate wedding that they wanted. Whereas for other couples, it's just been a nightmare because they want to have the big celebration and they can't do it the way they want to do it yet. Um, yeah. It's a real mixed bag. It's hard, isn't it?
1: this whole year has just been so confusing and has brought so much to light that we probably haven't thought about before. But mm. I think if, if after all of it, if it's put a spotlight on people to make them think about what is important to them, because I think mm. one of the biggest things that I want to tell couples is that you should have the wedding that you want, not what everyone yes. else wants. So if yes. you want the big wedding, wait for the big wedding. If you want the small wedding. Yeah, go for
0: it. Take advantage of it. Blame COVID. Oh,
1: damn pandemics.
0: I can't invite you because coronavirus. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Sorry.
0: I really wanted to. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't wait to have 500 people at my wedding, but now I can only have 10. Well, do you have any final thoughts, general advice, anything you just want to kind of put out there for all of our wonderful couples listening?
1: I just yeah plan the day that you want like after everything that we've discussed i think yeah yeah like you do hopefully only do this once and it is a really mm. big important day and a huge life milestone so make sure that when however you plan it with the suppliers that you choose that it's people that you connect with that yes. um you feel safe and comfortable with and so that you can just sit back and relax and enjoy it all
0: yeah and for couples that would like to get in touch with you hayley how can they find you
1: Best way to get in contact with me is through my inquiry form on my website or send me an email. Um, but my, my website is kind of still like a project that needs a lot more attention. So if you want my most recent work, head to my Instagram page.
0: Beautiful. Instagram's a big one for our industry. So I think people oh, will so hear that good. way. And I will yeah. link everything in the episode description as well. So you can all find the lovely Haley. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. But yeah, thank you so much for your time today, Haley. I really appreciate it.
1: Honestly,
0: thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. You're welcome. It was so
1: much fun. All right, well, good luck with it all. See ya. Thank
0: you. See ya. As always, I hope you enjoyed that episode of the Effortless Weddings podcast. Give the Instagram at Effortless Weddings a follow. This is where I promote upcoming episodes and also ask you for your feedback on who you want to hear from, what information you need to know, and what areas you might need a hand with. If you happen to have some positive things to say and might like to help encourage others to join the tribe, give us a little review on your preferred podcast streaming service. And to keep hearing more great wedding advice from some of the best the industry has to offer, hit subscribe and get notified each week as new episodes drop. Once again, my name is Heidi, and if you have any questions, ideas for an episode, or even want to share your wedding planning stories, feel free to contact me. All of my links and information will be listed in the episode description. Thanks again for listening. Keep doing happy dances and remember that life is always better when sprinkled with cheesy love stuff.